0: Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our show. It's episode 131. 131. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. It is. That's so sweet. We are very happy you're here with us today. I have some news. (gasps) Oh, okay. Carly, one of our longtime listeners, who's super lovely, is going to start transcribing our episodes for us. Yay! So pretty soon, um, we're gonna have transcription on our website um transcribed episodes for anyone who needs to use that
1: or wants to use that so that we could cool. also put them in the notes for our youtube episodes coming out probably Our
0: youtube episode
1: you know how we're uploading them <gasps> oh, to YouTube? oh oh yeah i was
0: like what you oh god i'm so
1: behind <laughs> guys no we don't have a youtube series we're just we're just <laughs> you uploading gave me a heart attack we're uploading the episodes but it'd be cool to also put those in the notes <laughs> totally or so fit, people can find them wherever i don't think they would f- oh the
0: link to it yeah okay yes good idea eva <laughs> Poor just eva. so
1: people can find them wherever
0: they're trying to Experience us anyway. Once they get there, they'll be on our website. We'll let you know. But we're just excited to to offer that as an option because yes. um, we've wanted to do that for a long time. So thank you, Carly. And like Em just said, our episodes are on YouTube now. And oh, by the way, I realized so I had a new Gmail account, and I was like, oh, I haven't followed, and that's why I drink on my YouTube or on my Gmail. And I followed it. I was the four thousandth subscriber. No way! I was like, what? Because it went from three point nine to four thousand, and then I clicked on it. And said four thousand subscribers and later said four thousand and one and I was like I was literally the four thousandth.
1: That's crazy. Good for
0: me. Um but yeah so go sign up on our YouTube. Sign up. I'm a sign thou- up I'm a thousand. <laughs> go uh subscribe because we're putting all our episodes up there too and we're gonna try and
1: We're eventually we have plans for the yeah. YouTube to be more than just uploaded audio of us. Right.
0: We wanna make more stuff on there so like go subscribe now before we
1: that way one that. day you'll get a nice little notification Surprise! that something's there and you didn't even see it and coming and christine are suddenly in
0: your face yes good morning perfect it's us <laughs> um also oh i a bunch of people were asking because the remember how I was talking last week about how the lamp and the table got flipped over yes so everyone was asking and it was in an instagram story i hadn't like posted it so it's gone but i posted put it on, twitter, it on right? twitter yeah so if you guys want to see it it's on twitter banana the table's upside down It's very weird. And I'm not... Someone was like, you have to think about all the logical... I'm like, I'm not saying... I'm just saying it scared the shit out of me. Sorry. That's all I'm saying. And What are
1: the odds that the table flipped itself over by itself? Well, they were
0: like, well, it was your cat. And I'm like, my cat... I literally said... Was asleep. Specifically, my cat was with me at the time because I was in the kitchen and he's only ever wants food. (laughs) But besides the point. So there's pictures there. I don't know what the hell it was. Scared me. Who knows? Mini earthquake. Whatever. Um, and speaking of Twitter, Becca from Purple Toad Winery, I saw, heard the episode. Wow, I was like, she's loyal Your because wish she listened her right away, and um, that was so so sweet.
1: And truly, the episode came out Sunday, and yeah. it, she responded by Tuesday. Yeah,
0: right away, and I was like, oh my god, I didn't know we. I would actually, I thought it would be more of a, a journey. Also, someone else tweeted out saying that when that episode yeah. came out, they were at that they winery, had just been there. And someone else said, oh my god, it's in Kentucky. Like I live right down the road. I'm gonna go. I'm like. This is amazing. We're creating
1: our own (laughs) weird little like cult. We're saving lives. We're saving lives. Changing lives. Uh, I don't think I have any updates. I oh, I have I have a fashion update. Oh, good. Which Christine already knows about. And (laughs) poor Allison, who I've been screaming at this whole time. Uh, This weekend, I went out and decided that I was going to have a treat yourself. Um, I've only I only up until this point owned six pairs of shoes. And in your
0: life no like oh. <laughs> in my closet i <laughs> only had six options i'm so
1: sorry what a dumb thing <laughs> and so i decided to treat myself and go get a couple pairs of shoes yay and i now own uh air fours which are super nice not air force uh air jordan fours and uh, i also own nike what are they called court royales because they are the closest thing to the nike bruins from the 80s that marty mcfly wore in back to the ah. Future Part One. But they don't make the Bruins anymore. But they look pretty damn close.
0: I see. Yeah, they're nice. I like those ones so, too.
1: If I'm ever trying to do a Back to the Future cosplay, goodness, I could never afford the the Nike Air Mags in 2015 with the auto lacing because they're currently We've, fifty. Grand. We went on an
0: adventure trying to find those because I was like, I was committed, and then it turns out they were literally they're $50, literally
1: fifty thousand dollars. Well,
0: that's out the window.
1: (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll spend sixty dollars on the ones from Back to the Future part one instead. Right, right, right. And they're not even technically the same as the ones from the first movie, but they really are pretty damn close. If you Google Nike Bruins and Nike Court Royale's, they're pretty much the same.
0: Well, they're nice. I like them very much.
1: Thank you. So I've been wearing them. They're nice and bright and white and contrasting against my black joggers very well. So have
0: been sti- getting a lot of
1: attention. Very stylish. Someone at the movie theater yesterday noticed that they were Marty McFly shoes. What movie did you see? I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, you just told me that. Uh, a lot of people have also commented on my, on my Jordans. So I'm very excited. Damn. If people want the Jordans I have, they are the Retro Fours in Hot Lava. Of course. So, have I a good time. have some
0: neon rothies <laughs>
1: There you go. <laughs> now we <laughs> n- n- nope. Anyway, if you see me uh, in our future live shows wearing either of those, make sure to do a little scream for my McFly. Um,
0: yeah, I guess...
1: That's my only that's update. Your
0: fashion update. I'm just
1: covered in style these days. I'm just covered in sweat these days. So oh, my. I'm uh, in shorts because it is hot as hell here. I'm in black joggers and I made a mistake. Big mistake. I just really wanted to look good in my and by court royales i wasn't thinking about the sweating i'd be doing today
0: well that's where you went wrong uh anyway that's all i've got that's i think that's all i've got um
1: a reason why you drink or no um
0: i haven't been drinking that's a reason why i drink i guess oh, all right i'm still going strong on that i mean i've I'm not like sober but i like i'll have a drink every now and then but i've been <coughs> really cautious about it and like feeling really good
1: how many drinks have you had recently um I don't know if you've kept tabs. In the last
0: week, I maybe had, like, a beer or two.
1: Wild. I It's very out of
0: character for you. It's very. I literally went to therapy today. That's all I talked about for an hour. So I (laughs) I had an illumin. I guess that's why I drank. I had a very illuminating and wonderful therapy session, which um, really helped me see things in a new light and really uh, inspired me to keep going with this because it's been making me feel real good. Word. I mean, I'm going to a wedding this weekend, so I'm sure I'll have, like, a couple drinks, but (laughs) it's nice to, like, not feel like... I don't know chained to it cool I guess. yeah um Word, bird. anyway so thank you to everybody too who's reached out about that it's really cool to talk to all of you about that it's interesting how
1: many people kind of struggle with that and i'm not surprised i'm always surprised when there are people who haven't at least once thought that they struggle with it yeah at least in our age group i feel like it's just so expected these days Of like yeah it's so hard it's such a millennial thing like oh let's go drink wine like it just seems a lot of
0: activities revolve around alcohol for sure yeah like a lot of social activities yeah um yeah so i mean i'm not not i mean i'm not not ever drinking i'm just slowing it down for now and it's been doing me good i think on uh, a vacation um, i'm on a little little sober vacation <laughs> word uh until saturday
1: Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, cause you go to, well, oh you, yeah i'm going you, to kansas city oh yeah. my gosh
0: i'm excited when um, do you leave friday friday morning oh cool i'm really excited we're going to kansas city for blaze's cousin's wedding it's going to be really fun blaze's whole family's going to be there do you know this cousin yeah uh, he was at your wedding i'm sure she was at my wedding and she and her boyfriend got engaged like right afterwards so it was kind of cute because oh, cool. they were there and they were the ones who he because had, your
1: wedding was so much fun they're like we
0: need another one <laughs> sure <laughs> he was like a bodybuilder and she's like a gymnast so they did that crazy thing on the dance floor that's them where he held up her, her body i know exactly who they were. were. because then
1: i tried to pick up allison and oh, we looked like fools do you have you seen the photo it's of m- me trying to pick up allison? it's not it's not cute <laughs> i was like i could do it too and then i was like Allison, i'm gonna break my you're back like kind of drooling it's really it's really. Attractive. there's a vein popping out yeah, of my forehead yeah. um, Allison looks ashamed yeah uh Allison's actually i think on the floor but that's besides
0: the point. <laughs> um no the the it was captured like the photographer got that uh
1: move but they so, got the picture of them and the picture yeah, of us i wonder
0: if they're gonna do that at their wedding wouldn't that be cool i hope they walked on the aisle that maybe way. i'll do that at their wedding
1: oh Blaze, are you ready? Two broken legs.
0: (laughs) Uh yeah, so anyway, I'm excited. Blaze's whole family will be there. And I love my
1: in-laws, which I know is a rare thing, but I'm very excited to see. You are very lucky as someone who's met Blaze's family. They are weirdly like Like, I don't know if other people have experienced this, but have you ever met someone where their whole family was just like normal like and nice happy and super nice but very weird for me and
0: not in like a over the top or like in your face just like very just
1: warm down people. to earth
0: it's really weird it's very they're weird. very healthy the whole family's very emotionally healthy which... as
1: someone who grew up in the exact opposite of emotional health oh yeah same anytime i meet like a normal Grounded family people. i uh, my my first instinct is to like is like kind of nasty i'm like oh my god they're so boring because i'm used to chaos sure sure but then i meet them and i'm like oh my god what's wrong with me I've like literally why did started I... going to holidays at their
0: house because i'm like it's just so happy like, like there's no are...
1: screaming and crying here i'm so used to every large family gathering like placing bets with family members on sure. who's gonna lose it first i mean yeah. i'm just used to just drama nice drama drama tears
0: and screaming and broken and then glasses. i met blaze's family
1: and i was like oh my god like i'm they're just all so kind I know. it gives
0: me hope for my marriage and future because uh there wasn't much hope on my side so, so blaze is
1: probably more scared than i am well allison's family is the same way where they're all just like very grounded and yeah down to earth and i'm like i don't i have not lived in the in a dynamic well, how, like did this. We, how did we how do we trick these people i don't i mean we definitely tricked <laughs> we them definitely the fact that them. allison just dove right into like the most chaotic family oh, yeah. with multiple divorces and layers of hatred i mean
0: my <laughs> poor allison freaking husband married into it and is now flying to
1: germany to do it again
0: oh yeah Austria. have you have
1: you announced this to people on, yeah, on the show yes remember we had a whole combo about yes, it yes you're right M's not coming unfortunately i'm not allison is leaving for vietnam uh exactly after that so we would be missing each other for like a whole week a whole uh. month
0: so. Yeah, we're going. I'm really excited because Blaze hasn't been to Europe before, so
1: um, also it'll be fun. Also, uh, I didn't realize how expensive tickets to Austria are. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I have. A, I have a friend, uh, Brandy. Uh-huh. And she, her dream is to get married in Santorini, Greece. And I, oh. just for fun, looked up tickets to Santorini, and I was like, I will absolutely not be there. Oh, what? I
0: love <laughs> Greece.
1: Looks so
0: wildly we expensive. We were going to honeymoon there, but it was we ended up honeymooning in winter, so it didn't work out.
1: But are are they not a good winter place to be? No, it's chilly. Mm. I, the last time I went, it was February, and it was freaking cold as hell. Mm. Um, it just, I've never seen a plane ticket that expensive in my life. I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to go there. Oh, yeah. it looks really pretty though oh it's the best place ever i'm very excited for austria anyway
0: yeah so he's uh stuck and he's going to see my mom's family in germany and then my dad's family in austria so he's going to get a really good dose of all of the above
1: you know you're giving him international culture sure that's what you provide and
0: a lot of judgment and screaming
1: <laughs> and alcoholism and barely any alcohol now. yeah
0: a lot of crying
1: I don't even know a what of I offer beer I think that's why I'm so nice to Allison. I'm just like, I don't have anything else to offer you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Chaos reigns. I mean, the first time Blaze ever met my extended family, Tim threw a chair. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this. Tim threw a chair against a wall, <laughs> s- splintered it everywhere. There's still like huge gashes in the wall from where it happened. Like it was just, I was just like sobbing in the stairwell. Yeah. There, hopefully there will be something thrown and there will be something cried and tears and
1: it. as long as it's not glass or wood i guess oh well let's hope it's rubber this time <laughs> something it's just
0: a rubber band something that won't
1: break everything <sighs> in your at your party well I, i'm sure this
0: freaking castle has seen worse uh arguments how than. old is it oh, i don't freaking know
1: 16 i don't know I'll that look. is where we should do our first paranormal investigation well, i tell you what. i
0: gave you the shot i literally I told you this is the perfect opportunity and then yesterday you told me you couldn't go so
1: i wonder i wonder what the full history is like if is there like a a oh i have a book yes very
0: cool (laughs) yes i'm not going to tell everyone where it is because it's a very small village where my grandma lives and i don't necessarily need to throw that information out there but after maybe after words i'll tell you but um
1: yeah well in honor of austria i'm covering an austrian story oh it has a wikipedia page i'm trying to figure you are yeah oh shit that's hilarious i'm doing one next week (laughs) I really For the same I was, reason. I really? Very cool.
0: I was about to say, I hope we're not doing the same one. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. No,
1: no, no. We're definitely not doing the same thing. Okay. Uh, but no, in honor. Wait, that's so great. I wanted to do an Austrian my, story. my heritage. I'm also Austrian. You are? Yeah. How much? Not much. Well, I'm I mainly... Uh, well, on my mom's side, I'm Polish, Russian, and Austrian. Oh. And then I'm Jewish. And on my dad's side, I'm German, Irish, and Scottish. Interesting. Yeah. My dad's family moved over for the potato famine and he heard it was great and was like, I'm coming. (laughs) And then my mom's side, a lot of us, most of us moved here for the Holocaust (coughs) to get away. Oh, so cool. Fun (laughs) facts. Cool. Either the (laughs) Holocaust or the potato famine.
0: (gasps) Look, just mine moved over here because they were like, "Mm, it's 1985. America's kind of cool,
1: I guess. (laughs) No, I'm telling you, chaos is just like, just in the blood. Oh, yeah. Trust me.
0: so thrilled that we are working with fast growing trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure, you know, it'll work in your garden. Um, They have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac. And so, I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply.
1: I guess a cryptid. I would call it a cryptid. An Austrian cryptid? Yes. What? Um It is Bernie Schiefer. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Christine. Um, it's entirely possible. Can you imagine if one day I just did a story like for your birthday and I just like talked about this cryptid, and by the end you realized i was talking about you the whole time i think i realized pretty quick when you
0: said it's ugly and stupid <laughs> and drunk and wears neon camo rothys i don't think you'd hide it very well and
1: nothing but a third love bra <laughs> so uh okay so this is a i'm i'm hesitating for no reason at all i planned on hesitating originally when i was doing these notes because i was confused which i will explain later Um, I was unsure if it was a cryptid or like, I I thought I might've stumbled into like a cult. Oh, I didn't. Oh, (laughs) I, which would have made it extra cool. Yeah. Um, but it's just a cryptid, but if there were the whole time I was doing these notes,
0: excited, what the hell is this? The whole time I was
1: doing these notes, I thought for sure I was studying a cult. And then I'm going to tell you something that's really stupid at the end and you'll see how it's not a cult. Interesting. Um, okay. So this is. I say Austria because most of the sightings have been in Austria. Okay. It's also been seen a lot in Switzerland, but it's basically seen around the European Alps. Oh, okay. That's fun. So, uh, mainly seen in Austria. It's also seen a lot in Switzerland, but it is pretty much just, if you're giving it a a space, it is reportedly seen throughout the European Alps. Cool. So, um, I guess that's called Alpine folklore. Aw, and it is known in several countries under several, several names. But the main one, and the one that I'm calling it, is Totsil Worm. Have you heard of this? <laughs> what the fuck? No. Okay. No. So this is Totsil Worm. <laughs> it is me. I knew you were going to cover Happy me. Happy wedding. So, uh, Totsil Worm? Spell it. T-A-T-Z-E-L. Uh-huh. uh-huh. W- Worm. What the fuck is that? It's literally a worm. So. Oh my god, I hate this. It's also known as Stalin worm. Oh, uh, okay. It's also known as Burkstutzen. Sure. It's also known as Spring worm. It's also known as dozzle worm. Tape worm, which sounds like pretzel worm to me. <laughs> and Arasas. It's also known as Stutzen. It has a lot of names, huh? In English, it is translated to Dragon of the Alps what is this but it is best best known as totzel worm worm. (laughs) which apparently translates to worm with claws stop it i'm gonna tell everybody in my family about this and they're gonna be like i hope you get a little drunk at your wedding and make up some like really wild folklore about your house specifically oh sure totzel worm is in the attic and my poor grandma with alzheimer's who's the only one that lives there oh no yeah maybe not
0: I'll I'll use one of my cousin's houses. Okay, cool. <laughs>
1: uh, so it's called Totselworm because it it was named that in Bavaria. Oh, so, that's where my mommy's from. So what's up, Germany? All at the same time. Look, uh, I tried to cover. You really got both the divorces in there. I'm trying to find exactly the Christine of folklore. This is
0: great. I mean, the, you you said worm
1: and uh, you got me got me pegged. The Schieferstutzen, the Schieferworm. Uh, so here is a description of this thing. Also, like I said, it's mainly seen amongst the Alps, but the encounters are especially in Austria, the Swiss Alps, and Bavaria. So, sounds sounds right up your alley. My fan bam. So, here's a description. It's very lengthy. It was much, much longer, but this was as detailed and as concise as I could keep it. Lovely. So, uh, just going to go through it. It is apparently a stubby, two to six foot long, based on the stories, it's always either two to six feet long. Okay snake slash lizard slash dragon so something reptilian sure a reptilian-like body with a cat like head oh i was not expecting that so it has a cat face cat ears and cat whiskers oh my with a lizard body so think of a centaur on the top as a kitty cat on the bottom is a dragon juniper riding a dragon (laughs) yes exactly and they just kind of morph within one another love it love it although it is hairless so a hairless cat with a lizard oh, body. So we
0: we'll shaved Junie and put him on top of a dragon. <laughs> Got it.
1: <laughs> instead of there being hair, apparently there are scales all over the body instead of fur. Oh my! As well as spiked ridges along the back. Wow! So cat on top, lizard <laughs> on, top, <laughs> so on bottom. Hairless cat on top, lizard on bottom. So weird. Okay. Covered in scales. Uh-huh. Let There's... me guess. It tortures children who do bad things and bites. No, their thumbs trust off. me. I wish. <laughs> I one day would love to cover cautionary tales. God um, This is not that day. Bill. We gotta do that. That would be so good. Uh so the skin is apparently white and smooth. Oh. So it it can be very, very soft. However, it has also been said in different reports that it's so tough that a hunting knife could not penetrate it when they <gasps> oh, tried to kill the animal. Shit. Okay. So it's believed that it can change its softness at will. Oh my god. So it's like armor. It can... Yeah, yeah. it's like either just like flesh or it's got like a fucking shield on it. Sure. Uh, it has big bright eyes and either a short neck or a neck or like no neck at all like it's just the head connected to the shoulders i'm kind of picturing that thing from never Ending story that giant white thing <laughs> yeah that but hairless you know? and covered in scales maybe and maybe in a mountain and also not that okay got it uh also has a short blunt tail two front legs but no hind legs what okay and so, like the Ooh, bottom half, slithering, the no. bottom half slithers. Oh no, no, I don't like. So that. it uses a, it basically army crawl slithers. It's like a snake that's developed arms, yes. like in the evolution things you see. Yeah, like a nightmare. Um, I mean, if evolution were real, exactly. What is evolution, though? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's nocturnal. Its a preferred habitat is burrowing into dens lined with their own shed skin. Fowl. Uh, it hibernates during the winter in the crevices on the mountain sides. Okay. It has cat-like behavior and that it is very curious and licks themselves clean, Aww. especially when shedding. Uh, uh. Um, and when it attacks its prey, including humans, uh-uh. it hisses and makes a high-pitched sound uh. while leaping through the air, has poisonous breath and Oof. blood made of acid. What? Green blood made of acid. Oh so, my god,
0: this is a lot of... information that is the
1: description let me see if i can google i'm a little nervous that
0: my things in the mountain we're going to the mountains of fun with
1: Patzelworm. i mean seriously i'll
0: find you a picture go find him (laughs) so this is maybe my maybe my dad's seen him
1: maybe that would can you imagine what a story that would be What a story here this is a picture of him there you go
0: Oh, oh, he's kind of cute. He's kind of cute for a snake. If you cover up the snake part,
1: right, which right. is 90% I'm of I'm not a snake person. I am like the front half of this person, though. The, the kitty cat, cat. face. Yeah, I'm
0: a little kitty cat. <laughs> it's it's like less disturbing than I pictured it. Yeah. Like I pictured it more stubby, like, you know, when you said like two or two.
1: Everyone snakes. described it as stubby, but. That thing is sleek and lean. Slender. Slender. Okay, so this is. Interesting in that there seem to be a lot of kind of half-assed stories of it. Surprise. Uh well, okay, I guess it's not that weird then. But so the stories go all the way back to the 1300s it oh, seems. Oh, okay. Some websites were saying the first account was in the 1700s, the first account was in the 1800s, but I found one all the way back in the 14th century, so wow. I'm just going to start there. I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, but all of this is alleged um <laughs> we're gonna get
0: sued by
1: totzel worm <laughs> <Totselverm's laughs> rep is His gonna get legal back to team
0: <laughs> and so he called one of those billboards that's like right you've right, been right. injured
1: so uh this i don't have a whole story to this i just have different accounts oh hell yeah let's go so and they're all super quick so i'm hoping that this feels a little speedier i know my last episode was very long so I liked it. I'm giving you something quick to listen through. So here are some of the many accounts uh-huh. of tonsil tonsil verm, Ta- tonsil not tonsils. Um, oh, that's a whole different kind of monster. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it so? So in the 1300s, allegedly, from what I could find on Google, the very first account is of a guy named in my best American accent, Heinrich von Winkle Reed. That's a great name. Say it the way it's supposed to be. Heinrich von, what's the last name? Winklereed.
0: Can you spell it? Like Winkle L- and yeah. then R-I-E-D. R-I-E-D. Yeah, Winkelried. Okay. Heinrich von Winkle Winkelried.
1: R-re- R-re- Wait, is it, it a W? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, W's are V's and V's are W's? No, V's are F's. Oh, Lord. I'll never understand. Okay, so. <laughs> I won't either, so don't worry. <laughs> so, uh, Heinrich. Heinrich. I'll never be able to make that sound. Heinrich sounds good. Sure. Ricky. Um, <laughs> or Heine. Heine. <laughs> so Heine was a convicted criminal. Heine and Fanny went to the market. <laughs> oh, can someone make like a little like one true pairing and of Heine and Fanny? Not anyone outside
0: the U.S. since Fanny means something completely different. As we learned. Yeah. In America, it means butt. So does Heine. Elsewhere. Right. Elsewhere, it means the other, butt family. Other things.
1: Oh, the butt family. Oh, Heine oh. and Fanny. Precious. So, uh... Cautionary tales for children. <laughs> so Heine in the 1300s was a convicted criminal. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Cautionary tale indeed.
1: Who apparently squared off with uh, this dragon-like serpent. Okay. Also, another thing I want to make clear is a lot of the descriptions, maybe it's like a game of telephone where like all the descriptions over time like are in different stages of gossip where they're, sure. they're all kind of changing. But some of them would say that they're dragon-like serpents. Some of them called them cat-like lizards. Uh, it was like it was every combination I could think of involving sure. a cat and a lizard, uh-huh, okay, or a dragon it, or a snake. It. Or so whatever. it might have been passed along in different circles. Some of them are being called uh, serpentine feed lines, which I enjoy. That's the best one. It but sounds... so all the descriptions are kind of different, but all like general
0: origin They're, point maybe. they all
1: yeah they all apparently are the same creature just described at different times interesting so this story called it a dragon like serpent um and Heine fought off with them uh because apparently this creature was terrorizing the village so he fought the beast killed it and in triumph raised his sword to the sky but apparently when he did that he uh <laughs> gravity took place and no, no no not the way we think and blood on the sword dripped off of the sword oh, onto Heine. No. Onto his Heine. <laughs> Into his fan. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> and apparently, that was the origin of how we found out that the blood was made of acid i was gonna ask i knew you would tell me but and when it drip dropped onto him uh-uh. he immediately died because the acid <sighs> was fatal to humans wow okay so I thought for... you meant he was gonna drop his own sword like i thought as i was reading the story i was like oh this is gonna get good but no no sword fell on him just the blood just on his hiney a little bit just on his little baby hiney so um that's crazy okay so, so did it kill it killed him So yeah, so the drop of blood was fatal the second it hit his skin. He dropped dead. Okay. The next story I found was in 1660. So I don't know if that story was just put to rest for 300 years, (laughs) or
0: maybe it needed they needed evolution needed time to incubate a new one. Since he killed
1: the first one, so now instead of it being a dragon like serpent, it's a cat headed dragon. Okay, love it, love it. uh, With bristles. Apparently, this was described in a story by Andreas Rudener. Mm-hmm. Um, And he wrote about it saying it was a cat-headed dragon and it was inspired from past events. So I don't know if that means like from 300 years ago. Oh, yeah. But it was just referenced. Maybe in that it time. had been like lore all that time and then someone maybe. spotted it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he was talking about like his own experience. Yeah. So shortly after it was referenced by Andreas, um, Johan and Thomas were two guys in Switzerland that saw it and said that it was seven feet long, dragon-like, mm. had a giant head, and when it exhaled and they felt the breath on them, it caused immediate, immediate migraines and dis- dizziness. Oh, shit. Which means he had some wild halitosis. Yeah. I yeah. Think. <laughs> he needed quip.com. He was sleeping since 1300. <laughs> so imagine and that breath. You can't breath. really blame him. It huh? makes me think of like, uh, Billy from Hocus Pocus, the zombie, when they cut his mouth open and they're like, Oh my God, your breath stinks. <laughs> I've only seen it that one time. I know. That's why I went into full detail. I do
0: appreciate you telling me the story. So uh, so I didn't have to be like, yeah, that time <laughs> that, that that
1: happened. So Johan and Thomas almost passed out from how bad his breath was. Sad. And this was at the same time that residents were also reporting seeing a creature um, that was apparently drinking their cows dry. And it was an, it was an unknown animal. It was seen throughout the town and they were complaining that all their cows weren't producing milk anymore because something was drinking the milk at night. ew it was drinking them well i guess it was a cat head hey oh that makes sense it's less disturbing than
0: a snake drinking it i guess yeah
1: like so okay so a kitty cat just wants some milk okay she's just a little thirsty little kitty cat a serpentine feline slithering along under (laughs) the serpentine udders so uh so that was in six that was in the 1660s we don't hear about this creature again until 1717 Okay. And in 1717, a man and his son were gathering herbs in the mountains when the man and his son separated and then he heard his son screaming. So he ran to his son, saw a, quote, gruesome monster under a rock near his son hissing like a snake that had the face of a cat with bright eyes. Oh, my God. So he tried to shoo the cat beast away. Mm hmm. And apparently that was when the cat stood up and did like that cat classic circle thing where they like they stand up and just walk in a circle trying to like adjust themselves. Yeah, like to pad down the area. And so that was when he saw the entire body. And apparently it whipped its tail side to side like a cat does when it's about to attack something. Oh, no. Which also keep in mind, it's not like a cute little cat tail. It's a fucking lizard tail on a cat doing the little whipping thing. Dangerous. And the man assumed in that moment, like, oh, this thing is going to kill my son. Sure. Because it's right behind him on this rock hissing and it's doing the tail. Yeah. So he was like, fuck that. He grabbed a knife and he ran over and stabbed it. And apparently he got the cat when it was turned around. So the cat didn't. Apparently he didn't have the cat like instincts. So he didn't feel something. He didn't sense anything coming up. Okay. So the man stabbed him. And this is the story where they say that he had really soft skin. Oh. Stabbed the flesh apparently so easily it felt like he was piercing a slab of butter. Whoa, whoa. Like a super malleable, soft. Like a slug or something. Yeah. Um, Apparently green blood came out. Oh my God. And a few of the drops splashed onto the man's leg. (gasps) And it burnt his leg and made it swell up for an entire month. So he didn't die, though? He didn't die, that's but good. it definitely, he had a reaction yeah. to it. Did they, so they survived it? They survived because he okay. killed the thing. Oh, he killed it? Oh, He stabbed oh, oh, it oh, oh, until oh. it died, yeah. Oh, no. Um, that's unfortunate. That's when you have to think of it as something other than a cat. <laughs>
0: yeah, then I then I start getting a little anxious. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and hey, so. Hey, maybe it has nine lives. Sh- uh, maybe that's why it keeps coming back.
1: Maybe. Just saying. So about 60 years later in 1779, there was a man named Hans who was a farmer and he one night heard all of his pigs squealing from the pig pen, um, all of his prize pigs. Oh, so whoa, 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 he whoa. was really not Back feeling off. what was going on. Mm-mm-mm. So he ran out to see what was going on and he saw two of these things. Oh, they've multiplied. Attacking his prize pigs. <clears throat> and he literally
0: had a heart attack. Are you serious?
1: Yes. I feel bad
0: for joking that you gave me a heart attack.
1: He did not know what to do. Had a heart attack. Sad. Died later, but before he did, he was able to describe the creatures to his family. Oh, my God. Um, And he said that they were five to seven feet long. They had a snake body. They had clawed front legs only. They had a large cat-like head with very sharp teeth. And apparently the way that he described it to his family, after he died, in honor of him, they painted a picture of this creature... And to this day, it is one of the best visual pieces of evidence they have of this creature. Wow, interesting.
0: I mean, it literally caused his death.
1: Yeah. That's
0: crazy. I just wonder, like, when, I mean, it sounds so absurd. Like, obviously, it sounds absurd. But then it's like, but why would a dying man who just had a heart attack be, like, making up this exactly? I don't get it.
1: So apparently that picture has also ended up in a lot of cryptozoology books. Cool. So it's like the visual evidence people Is that use. the one you showed me? I think so. That I haven't... It I, was a cool picture. I just Googled it. I, I'm not really sure. But it's supposedly the best visual evidence we have of this creature. Okay. So then in 1811, there's a report of a creature with a forked tongue, which we have not oh, my, seen yet. Oh, it's evolving, I'm telling it's you. It's evolving and after 500 years. Oh, God. Uh, had a forked tongue um it had it was serpent like but had a rather wide head and two stubby front feet and this time it was seen in switzerland so right before this another report had come out of a monster with the same description carrying 10 of its young so Stop. they are definitely so they're multiplying. procreating with one another yes wow. there's at least there's at least 11 of them as Ew. of 1811 i wonder if it lays eggs like a snake
0: or mm. if it
1: gives birth like, like a, a cat, cat i imagine if the bottom half is reptilian sure it's eggs that would make sense actually yeah right? i'm guessing i eggs. think so
0: i, I mean you. can you imagine finding that nest
1: oh my god Ooh. can you imagine thinking you just found like a like a normal like bird egg and then it hatches and it's like half cat
0: <laughs> half lizard You're like what the fuck and the egg is also four feet tall <laughs> and guarded by a giant it
1: also cat yeah. snake it's got i can picture it now and also it's got green blood coming out of it (laughs) Ew! so three years later there was an author named samuel studer and he actually wrote a description of Totsilverm in a travel brochure and this was the first time it was actually referenced in printed documents and it included eyewitness accounts that had happened up until that point so in 1814 was the first time it was referenced in a little literal travel log that's crazy um A couple years later, in 1828, there is another report of apparently a peasant found one of the creature's dead bodies in a dried up marsh. And so he was like, "Okay, I'm going to go sell this to scientists and make some money off of it. And he apparently wasn't done with whatever he was doing. So he was like, I'll put it over to the side and then bring it with me later. Sure. By the time he went to go get the body to start bringing it to wherever he was going to drop it off, crows had already eaten through half of it. Oh, so that has had a lot of skeptics be like okay "Okay, well we don't even have real evidence because the birds ate it within hours of you wanting to bring it
0: and make money off of it exactly
1: so that's that was almost the closest thing to physical proof that they had had up until that point right and then like within hours it was just just it it was just gone (laughs) like it totally decomposed or was eaten yeah so, in the 1830s, there was a girl on a Swiss farm who was chopping bean poles Aww. when she accidentally disturbed a burrow. Oh, no. This is my worst fear. Apparently had a totsel worm in there. Oh, crap. And she was attacked. No. And she said that it had a gray coloration. It was the size of a house cat, but it was fleshy and hairless. Only had two front legs. It had two round cut ears, so like bear ears. Weird. She said that at first it was cute until she saw the second half of it, which, like, can. Sure. I'm not surprised. Relatable. If you for imagine. Sure. Imagine if you see, like, a little kitty cat, like, popping his head out of a burrow. And you're like, oh. And you're hi. like, a little kitty cat. And then all of a sudden it chases you and has half of a lizard body. And, like, maybe fangs. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like, looks a little off to begin with. Uh, so maybe that was a baby one if it was so little? A little baby, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Cute at the front of the head. Oh, and it had eyes that were unusually big and they were as bright as stars and blinded her when she looked at the cat when she or the cat's eyes sure the worm the worm's eyes um and then she just uh, apparently tried to attack her and she just ran away wow but she remembers them being as bright as stars wow So the creature started appearing at this point in several books on Alpine natural history and hunting. Okay, wow. Because they were like, these things are clearly rampant. They're taking it seriously. So it got mentioned in almanacs and guides about the Alpine region. It was like, they were not getting around. At this point, they were just like, this thing exists. They were like, be careful. Yeah. So in, uh, for example, in 1836, it was referenced in a Bavarian hunting manual called the New Pocket Guild of the Year for Nature, Forest and Hunting Enthusiasts. Um, My grandma's
0: basically her house is like a hoarding central. I'm going to go through and find that.
1: Okay, also the new pocket guild of the it's, year for nature, forest, and hunting. Has exists. a giant house
0: in Bavaria, and there's just piles of like hundreds of years old books and stuff like that. So if Super you think weird. she's got books from
1: 1836, I would go look at oh, her Bavarian easily. hunting manual section. Yeah, well, well, hopefully it's Dewey Decimal. De- was have to say that. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Also, so in this manual is an actual drawing of a quote scaly cigar shaped creature with whoa. formidable teeth and wretched little stumps of feet whoa whoa wretched so that's not very nice look for that that End would be
0: cool though to see that like That'd to be see an actual copy of that book
1: we would have to bring it here for sure
0: we would have to steal it uh in
1: 1841 it was referenced again in a swiss almanac called alpenrosen mm. um, and there was another drawing of it as a long scaly creature with two tiny front legs oh so that was in 1841 so it's by the mid-1800s, it's being referenced a lot in books and almanacs I'm and guides never, of heard. the area. I can't believe I've never heard of this thing. I mean, maybe someone has. You're about to be, like, just swarmed with a bunch of people Probably. that live around there. They're so. going to be like, you're an idiot. It's so, like, how do you not... It's like, maybe our Sasquatch. Maybe, maybe. Um, so, in 1861, there was a naturalist named Friedrich. Friedrich. Okay. Friedrich. Friedrich. And he uh, actually wrote in one of his books about the creature quote the belief is widespread that there exists a sort of cave worm which is thick 30 to 90 centimeters long and has two short legs it appears at the approach of storms after a long dry oh, spell weird as do i i fucking love a good storm <laughs> you just like wriggle you like swarm your way out wriggle out of my burrow of blankets <laughs> and hiss if i don't hiss the storm accurate. is not wild <laughs> Uh, so actually I just saw a really funny picture of, um, Marvel people will enjoy this, but there was a picture of Thor in his outfit, like, or Chris Hemsworth in his yeah. Thor outfit with like the Mjolnir and everything, or the Stormbreaker. And I guess when they were filming, it was literally about to storm outside and actual thunder came through and he's the God of Thunder. And she so yeah. was like, Oh, sorry guys. That was me. <laughs> That's cute. I thought that was very funny. Aww. So this is the, currently the Thor of <laughs> creatures. In 1885 in Austria, there was a guy named Casper Arnold. What a cool name. Casper with a K. Oh, okay. And he apparently saw one from a mountain, like a restaurant on the mountain. Yeah. And just stared at it for 20 minutes. Like, (laughs) what a show while you're eating. Too many beers. There's a creature I've never seen in my life, and it's just hanging out (gasps) over there for 20 minutes. How weird. Okay. So by this point, after all these reports, and it's like being published in books and things... People are starting to offer rewards for physical, authentic proof. Sure. And nobody could prove. Uh, nobody. I mean, right. but am sure there point, were a lot of attempts with, like, cow yeah. carcasses or snakes or something. True. Livestock. They were willing to trade livestock to if you well. could prove that it existed.
0: Oh, no. Sorry. I meant, like, people were, like, bringing a snake in and being like, Look, "Oh, I, I found, found it. <laughs> or, like, a
1: dead cat being like, here. Like, I a I cat saw- saw- <laughs> like cat sewed sew it sew it onto it. it. Oh, <laughs> terrible so in 1887 two years later another naturalist named carl i'm not even going to try his last name cool wrote about quote the history of dragons on the alps classic carl and he was the first person to try to be skeptical he was like this cannot possibly be a real animal and he said that they could all somehow be identified as relatives to lizards or snakes but that being said only a couple years later by the 1890s many people if not most people in the area had just decided that the existence of these creatures were fact like really there's just so many stories had come out wow and the fact that it was being published in like natural guides and resources sure. they're like there's why wouldn't we assume that this is real sure which like i mean i guess that's fair well i mean i was just listening to so i just started this podcast called wild thing have
0: you heard about this mm-hmm. it's like um this woman who used to work at npr found out she was related to this guy who um was this huge expert in uh bigfoot Oh, what? And so she went on, like, kind of a mission to, like, Pacific Northwest to, like, see what she could find out. And she's obviously, like, very science-based, like, you know. So it's super interesting to hear. But apparently, um, most people didn't believe apes were real until the 1800s because nobody had seen them. And so it was, like, um, you know, far-off mythical creature, this
1: ape-beast-man. It's funny that you said that because I was biting my tongue because I was afraid to sound stupid. But... Because I don't know the timeline of when animals are discovered. But my thought is, like, I can't imagine they thought all animals were figured out by then, like, when this thing was out there. Describe a giraffe to somebody
0: who's, you know what I mean? Like, it's so absurd. And so, like, when they brought back apes, I mean, of course, the white people went over and murdered them and then brought them back, obviously. That's what we do. Um, And people, like, were horrified that there was, like, this man-beast thing, you know? And so it was so mythical. But so, I mean, in the 1800s, people still didn't believe it. That's
1: in bananas literally get it <laughs> <laughs> uh anyway so uh, it makes sense. yeah i mean it makes some sense yeah i Why mean not? my my argument was like, pretty much the same of like well not all the animals had maybe been discovered yeah. yet or at least we, they weren't as sure of it as especially if you live in like a small village somewhere how you know you wouldn't yeah. necessarily know everything about And for all we know, maybe this was a legitimate animal that we actually have discovered and call something different now. And maybe we just stabbed it all to death or something. Or maybe it's like (laughs) in the fucking zoo. Maybe it's an animal we actually know, but the description is so wild. Like we can't actually pair it with something we know right now. It's like a gecko or something. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) it's like like two inches long. (laughs) So, uh...
0: Yeah, you know what? Maybe it okay. could be
1: some it could be something Who that knows? like and i haven't seen every fucking animal in the world maybe it really is something that i, I just, have <laughs> well you are intercontinentally <laughs> cultured so there's where we are different i've seen a and <laughs> whatever the hell it's called he lives in my attic yeah i own one so in 1921 uh so tatsulvarm is still oh Tatsul, I forgot um, his, i forgot his name I keep wanting to call them pretzel worms, so you're fine. <laughs> Just call them that. Pretzel worm. It makes them sound a little cuter. It's like gummy worms, but pretzel worms. Those would sell, by the oh, way. Oh, that sounds Little squiggly TM, pretzels? TM TM TM, 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 TM. That's ours. Pretzel worms. Uh, so in 1921, apparently that was when we discovered the Tatzel worm can leap nine feet into the air. Oh, fantastic. It did that toward two witnesses near Austria. Both of them confirmed that it was gray, about two to five feet long. No big. I guess depending on where it is in the sky. And if it's a snake, it probably spread itself out. (laughs) Oh, my God. Terrifying. That's
0: the worst thing. And had a cat-like head. Can you imagine if snakes could fucking jump nine feet at you? That's my nightmare.
1: I just always told myself they could because I think that's true. Well, even if that's not true, I'm just so terrified of snakes. I've decided that they're also bulletproof and like there's no way. But that's what I mean.
0: As I said it, I was like. Honestly, I've probably already believed that. Okay,
1: every single time, every single time uh-huh. I sit on the toilet, I'm terrified that a snake is going to attack me.
0: It took me years to get over that a rat was going to come out. I thought, a rat?
1: Yeah, that's oh, from a the pipes, like was, the sewers? Yeah, that's what I was told when I was little. oh I, well, I mean, I've also seen those pictures from, like, fucking Australia where, where they're, like
0: literally snakes in the toilet. Just, like,
1: hanging out. And I'm like, what that's if- That's a nightmare. What if there is a snake and I don't see it because it's, like, perfectly hidden? Like, it's- <gasps> It's close enough it could jump out and get me, but it's hidden where if I'm looking in the toilet, well, I don't see it. I had finally gotten past my fear. Now you've just esta- reestablished it. I'm so, I mean, I'm so, t- thinking about it makes me never if, want to sit on a toilet. I mean,
0: you live in an apartment complex. What if someone flushes their baby alligator down there or something and then it resurfaces? I had never thought of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had
1: never thought of that. i just flush my tetzel wound. Or what there. if like a little child, like their goldfish dies and it gets flushed down to my toilet? And it just <laughs> then bites you in the ass. That's how toilets work. Bites you in the ass. Also, I do have a fear of, fear of fish for people who don't know. So a little goldfish actually would terrify me. I have a fear me. of
0: fish and birds, but I didn't know that about oh, you. Oh, I have...
1: That's... I literally won't go in the ocean. I don't like lakes. I don't like anything where there are fish. Like, my... We were like a... My dad had a boat, and so we used to go on the lake all the time. I would never go in the water. Yeah, that's really scary to me, too. I'm really... Ter- I'm so terrified of fish. I had a really bad dream when I was three years old that a fish attacked me, and I can't... Oh, I my God. still can't overcome it. And it's like I was... Truly, the dream was I a goldfish grew legs and was like 10 feet tall and chased me down the hall and it's so stupid as a 27 year old adult but i'm still terrified i'm oh going god every time i see a fish i'm like it's gonna eat me fish really freaked me out too my first goddamn day I ever everyone on was to an aquarium oh i was that oh. it didn't last no worry. i don't think that's a good it's a probably quite an omen i think to this day like one of my favorite foods is salmon yeah but i have to tell myself like because it almost looks like it's not fish like, sure, I, I refuse to eat sushi. I've never eaten sushi once. I've never tried it's so
0: good. Like, I
1: won't eat crab or lobster or anything because I'm afraid it's going to come back to life and eat me from the inside. I'm <laughs> such a psychopath.
0: I thought I had a uh, really irrational fears. I no. guess we both probably do. I definitely
1: need therapy. Also, like with. um, Yeah, maybe you do. I mean, it really salmon, helps me if they um, the skin. You don't like the skin. I, I ref- I'll make them cut the skin off at the grocery store. I won't touch it if it comes with the skin i won't eat i'm amazed it. that you even eat it i really when it comes to fish like i have a re- really big problem and deirdre thought it was funny for my 14th birthday to like go to the carnival and like win a fish and bring no, it to my that's house not really nice. <laughs> anyway we really please just... don't mail us fish please. i'm sweating i got off topic so bad okay, okay sorry 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 oh the fear guys i'm glad we both have toilet fear fuck that's where that stemmed from that's where we learned a lot about each other <laughs> <laughs> that i am that i'll that i feel like i'm correct about I mean, being afraid of same it's not totally unreasonable especially if i ever go to australia rats can swim stop <laughs> i mean my thing is rats no but now i think i'm gonna develop something i'm just trying to tell myself i'm not totally crazy oh this is where we were because it leaped nine feet in the air I mean, to be
0: fair, that's insanity and horrifying. <laughs> and also that person needs therapy too now, I bet. I yes, bet. a
1: thousand percent- There was two of them in Austria. Oh, God. So they both said it had a cat-like head. At least if it was a kitty cat flying nine feet at me. Sure, May, sure, I'd be like, sure. come on board. True, 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 true. Three years later, apparently a skeleton <sighs> was actually found. Oh. And they think it was one of these totsel worms. Uh-huh. But then it conveniently uh, got lost. yeah
0: and maybe it was also smashed together
1: maybe it was smashed together maybe it
0: was a a cat and a like snake i skeleton feel like then, there were so many of those like carnivals and stuff where they would like make shit up to, yeah, like, yeah yeah
1: fuse. well h.h H. holmes is stealing skeletons Seriously. i'm sure someone could steal a cat and a snake skeleton right Some so crazy person there's only apparently one picture in the world of this skeleton and then the skeleton got lost oh no and i haven't seen the picture maybe the picture also got lost i think it's in the louvre it's somewhere yeah actually you're right (laughs) and uh but so the skeleton no longer exists okay so that was again the closest thing to physical proof So close always so close uh and then five years later in 1929 there was an austrian school teacher who saw one staring at him, and so Uh-oh. he stepped towards no. it, but it moved as fast as a lizard and disappeared into a hole. Oh, the fact that it can move that fast, too, is not good. Like, slither runs. And then oof, jump at you? Firm pass. No, thank you. Apparently, it. he said it looked like a giant salamander. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. We are getting somewhere. He said, its skin was almost white, not covered by scales, but smooth. The head was flat and, two, uh, and had two very short feet on the fore part of the body. Wow. In 1934, there was a photographer named Balken from Switzerland, and he said that he actually had a picture of Totsilverm. Oh. He said that he was taking a picture of what he thought was a weird-looking log. (laughs) That's that's me as a photographer. Look at this cool log. But then... Click, click. Well, he clicked it, and the flash went off, (gasps) and the log ran away. Ah! That's horrifying. That is what nightmares are made of.
0: Everyone... No wonder Freud came from Austria. Everyone needs therapy
1: over (laughs) there. So that's a good point <laughs> so uh, we invented it damn it we invented freud <laughs> so uh the picture was published and it actually got so much attention that there was a magazine called the berliner illustrator sure i'm guessing it's called the berlin illustrator I'm guessing it's from berlin uh, yeah um it actually sponsored a search party oh God, to the- find the monster but nobody found anything so Shocker. it kind of was a bust. everyone was
0: like poking all the logs being like maybe this is one exactly <laughs> and so
1: <laughs> yeah i would be terrified of every I goddamn I don't tree think i would
0: ever even go near the forest again
1: so uh, a lot of people including like cryptozoologists today all think that the picture of the log that balkan published they all think that it was fake and believe it was a picture oh. of a ceramic fish which i don't know what? how a ceramic fish and a log look the same have you seen the picture no what a, what the what that's what I, That's what has been told to me via Google. Interesting. Another hoax was that another skeleton was anonymously found. All these hoaxers. And donated to the Geneva Institute of Science. Oh. And uh, only one picture of that skeleton exists, and apparently it was a long, snake-like creature with two clawed arms and a larger-than-normal head. The skeleton got lost mm-hmm. and hasn't been found since. There's only about one picture, so basically the exact same thing. Uh-huh. In 1969, there was a report of a two-foot-long animal with two uh, front legs only in Italy that seemed to be inflating its neck like a frog. Whoa. Every animal's trying to get on board here at this point. Yeah, come on. And in 1973, there were multi- multiple reports in France, Italy, and Denmark. So it is just globe trotting. Wow. Um, by 1990... 1990 okay i know we're listen
0: we're getting it doesn't end getting up there
1: two researchers found another skeleton of a lizard-like animal in the alps that um they also saw at the in the same week they saw a gray uh reptile moving in a zigzag fashion in the same area two different times oh no so i think that maybe that was sure somehow involved with totzel worm mm-hmm. oh i put 1990 in way too early sorry in the 1930s That was a a spring forward, if you will. Oh, wow. It's a little tease. In the 1930s, uh, researchers collected evidence of over 60 witnesses, all confirming that the creature was at least two feet long, cylindrical in shape, had a tail ending abruptly, had a large blunt head that grew directly into the body with no narrowing neck, had large bright eyes, a scaled body, and made hissing sounds when attacking. Jeez. So in the 1930s, at least 60 people had corroborated that that is a real fucking animal. Okay. Okay. In the 1960s, a photo anonymously emerged of Totsilverm and was put in the Geneva newspaper. Um, That was also a hoax. And by 1970, there were reports being published in newspapers in Switzerland, also all being considered hoaxes. But in 2000, another strange um, skeleton was also brought to a local college. And it was now they call it the Alpine Totsilverm. Oh, okay. Now it's got like a. He's no, official name. No mayor. longer globetrotting. He's set, he's set his committed roots. <laughs> himself to a location. Um, it came with a sizable donation. The skeleton and the law firm Guntherhaus in Germany mm-hmm. apparently handled this donation and refuses to divulge the name of the person who brought the skeleton Whoa, to the location. Oh, interesting. Um, as of 2009, there are still multiple reports in Italy near the Swiss border. And apparently the report is that people have been seeing a, quote, agile, bipedal lizard about a meter tall and two meters long. Ew. Uh, there have been many reports also uh, in the Alps that there's a strange monster-like creature that's been attacking the livestock. But uh, most of the accounts have all been in one little town in Italy. And they've just been staying there this whole time weird. since. That is weird. So since 2009, they've all been coming out of Italy. Uh-oh. So he's he's packed and moved. Yeah, I mean, he got the title Alpine, and he was like, "No, no, I don't like the commitment." Next, got cold feet and moved to Italy. Got cold feet. Get it? Yep. Mailboat. <laughs> no, so uh, the one of the Italian uh, folk who saw this creature for the first time since 2009 was a student who spotted the animal. But at the time, nobody believed her. But she's been quoted saying, I was not dreaming. I saw it clearly with my own eyes. It approached me and it resembled a prehistoric velociraptor. Oh, no. And uh, generally, it was like a monitor lizard. Yet while monitors move on four legs, this one was upright. um, So it had two feet. I guess it was one and a half or two meters long. It was not an iguana. It is less massive. And we saw it running. Ooh." authorities have been saying that all of these reports in Italy, they're just missing monitor lizards. Interesting though, the oldest residents in town have been calling the creature a basilisk. Oh, interesting. Which is what the Italians have been calling totsilverm. So how it has a different name in every country. Sure. Sure. Apparently a basilisk is a totsilverm. Okay. So it's interesting that they'd heard of it before and are calling it by its original name from like 60 years ago. Super interesting. Um, So it just kind of confirms that, like, whatever they were hearing in their youth, they're They're now seeing it's still around. (laughs) So sightings have continued. And a German cryptozoologist uh, named Ulrich Maggen has published several articles about it, including in his own magazine. But they still keep tabs on it to see if there's any new reports that come in. And those are the accounts. But here are some of the theories of what this thing could be. It could be a giant skink, although skinks are not native to the Alps. For a while, people were trying to argue that it was an otter, but it has oh. nothing to do with the water and it has no hind legs. Sure, like yeah. an otter.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Also,
1: it doesn't look like a cat or a reptile. I mean,
0: I guess they're kind of like cute and like. I guess it has like an otter they have tail, that long
1: body type thing, mm. and they're and their little paws f- and their rounded f- ears.
0: Yeah, and they're kind of fuzzy. Like they look kind of cute.
1: I mean, otters are adorable. Yes,
0: they are. They hold
1: hands. They uh, they think it could be an evolved version of an Australian lungfish. Oh, sure. Yeah. Classic. Obviously. They also think it could be a Mexican mole lizard, which apparently is large, has a heavy body, has studded protective skin, and oh, venomous bites. Oh, my goodness. They also think it could be an amphibious relative of the Mm, Wow. A.K.A. the Japanese giant salamander. Oh, my God. Which is, can be five feet long, Whoa. has a long, thick body, and only front feet.
0: Well, I mean, that makes sense to me.
1: So, and it could also be, they think, a relative of the Gila monster. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they have fat tails, they're shy, so they only show up like every sure. now and then. So there's not a lot of reports of them. Their preferred habitat is underground burrows and mountainous areas. They have poisonous fumes, and they're one of the only poisonous lizards in the world. Wow. But they're not native to the region. Sure. However... There have been evolved salamanders um, that have lived in mountains before. Really? They live in mountainous regions but have atrophied legs, so it would make sense that over time they evolved to not even have the legs. So a lot of people think it could either be the Gila monster or an evolved version of the giant salamander. That's so interesting. And some think that it could actually also have mystical powers that erase your memory of an encounter, which is just like natives think Sasquatch has that power. Okay. So they're like, whatever it is, it could also have some sort of ability to make you forget you ever saw it, which is why only a few reports come in every hundred years. So weird. Just including everything. So here is where I thought that I was reading about a cult. So, oh, I'm excited for (laughs) Here's the fun fact. So I don't know how to I don't want to ruin it right away, ruin my story. But I'm going to say the fun fact first, because otherwise it's just not going to make sense. This creature Inspired by all the history and all of the reports throughout hundreds and hundreds of years, Totsil Worms, fun fact, are actually one of the types of creatures used in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, interesting. So apparently in Dungeons and Dragons, there's a species of evil snake men that were originally humans in a cult who mix their bloodlines with serpents.
0: Humans in a who mix their blood. Okay.
1: So they decided that they wanted to join sure. the serpent race and become human-serpent hybrids. So they had sex with snakes or did some sort of weird occult shit. I'm sure. not really sure. I'm not a Dungeons and Dragons person. But apparently that group, the the human serpents are called Wanti, Y-U-A-N-T-I. Wanti? Why? So Yan? Y Oh, so Yanti, I guess. I don't know. Y-U-A-N-T-I. Oh. I'm not sure. I have no idea. So, what was happening because I was not aware this was involved with Dungeons and Dragons. A lot of my notes were saying the Wanti cult believe this and the wanty cult believe this were you on like wiki fandom for yes <laughs> and so oh, no. this whole time i was like how am i what am i supposed to do like did i just stumble across a, oh, a no. cult because there are some beliefs that there are like lizard people and stuff sure so i was like is this like connected to that and i'm only like paying attention to like a fraction of the story <laughs> do i need to like report on a cult now oh, and so no. I, so what i had read before i knew it was fucking dungeons and dragons <laughs> was the Wanti cult uh see tatsul as guardians of the tell me this doesn't sound cult like they see tatsul as guardians of the afterlife and companions of the gods And they believe that the way that tonsil worms came to Earth is a powerful wizard created them by crossing a domestic cat and some kind of venomous snake to guard their scrolls and magical items. Tell me that doesn't sound like a fucking cult. Well, but it is, right? Yeah. A fictional cult. A fictional cult. Sure. But I thought this was like some people in the desert (laughs) thought that a powerful wizard created fucking tonsil worm and he lives in the Swiss Alps and guards all your magical items. Oh, my God. And apparently there's another theory that... When some of the Wanti became Wanti, like went into becoming part serpent, they underwent rituals to allow their pet cats to join them. So that's how they're part cat and part serpent and part human. Um, Apparently, they can be trusted companions, guardians, and royal exotic pets. So they're like a familiar, but it's just an evil familiar or something. Snake cat. But as I was reading all that, I was like, "What on earth? I've never heard of this." <laughs> you should. I should have gone with it. Tim. And then I googled. I googled Wanty Cult by itself, and it said Dungeons and Dragons, and I was like, "I'm such a goddamn idiot." Uh, that's hysterical. Idiot. Anyway, I wish you had. I wish I hadn't figured it out, and then Twitter and would have Twitter attacked would me. Twitter would have and lost like
0: its freaking mind. Like you clearly
1: don't play and Dungeons then I and been Dragons. Like,
0: wow. <laughs> and I fucking listened to like D and D podcasts. I don't even fucking
1: know. Anyway, that is
0: the Totsel farm. That is fascinating. So I that don't know is, what you want to
1: do with that information, but it's now in your head. It is going to be in my head when I am in the
0: Austrian mountains in a few weeks. <laughs> so great. Thank you for that. Sleep if you find there. the wanty cult, let me know. Oh, I'll, I'll be the wanty
1: cult. <laughs> don't you worry. I'll
0: start my own freaking wanty cult. Oh, yo yo, Join me. Why don't
1: you? I feel like, and that's why we
0: drink is its own little cult. Well, we've known that for a long time. <laughs>
1: Except all we ask of you is to believe in ghosts and maybe drink a lot of wine. And give us a five-star review on iTunes. Yes.
0: (laughs) Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Fun Love. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first. And then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18-store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. And That's Why We Drink is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year and it is just you when you think it can't get any better and easier it does. I've been using Squarespace (laughs) since 2017 um, and in that time they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason that's where I go. When you're ready to get started you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase, Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay, okay. Well, I have a story for you that is not Austrian. I forgot we're recording two. So we're recording two episodes today since I'm going to be out of town so much in August um so my austrian story is not one of these it's the week after next right so i don't have it for today but i know what it is and i'm excited about it so look forward to
1: next week with an austrian story well not next week oh this week no what What's i'm happening? saying is we're
0: recording two today mm-hmm. neither of those are the one.
1: Oh, Do you know what I'm i saying? see i got you got you <laughs> <Sorry>. got you
0: <laughs> so my one that i'm recording with you next week is gonna be
1: gotcha so it'll probably be three weeks from now gotcha I said. whatever okay i just blankly stared at you until you gave me more I, information i don't know
0: <laughs> I, like, I don't know. okay <laughs>
1: just go on wiki no i
0: understand now okay good 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 let me find my story where is it okay okay so this actually um is a story that i told in oh detroit yes it sure. literally says Detroit, Michigan on the top of the page. Cool, I man. I have heat stroke. Okay. This <laughs> is a story from Detroit that I told there. And I was really bummed at first because I was like, this is such a crazy story. i watched so many episodes about it on like Hulu and all the crime shows. And I was like, I've already covered it. And then I realized I did it as a live show so I can
1: do it again. Sure. Which I'm very excited
0: about. Because there was a time where we were like bummed out that we were using up our stories.
1: Yeah, and then we didn't realize we could just tell them again. Tell them
0: right, and it'd be like a and new story. I,
1: again, I know we say this every time we're about to tell a recorded story. I promise you, I don't know what you covered. Totally,
0: in me neither. So, obviously, because I just stared at the page for. I two feel minutes. like other
1: people think that we really like mentally <laughs> embrace every experience that we, we have on stage. It, we don't absorb it though, at all. <laughs> we... I have no idea what story you're no, about to tell. Me neither. Um,
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> with that, with that said, uh, this is the story of the murder of Tara Grant. I don't even and remember that name.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm very you're,
0: excited. You're about to find out. I'm excited. I get to hear Oliver again. I could. I could have probably not even told you. I could have absolutely not told you that. Yeah, I said you, this before. No. So this is um a crazy. This is a crazy one and very sad. But so the the episode that I do remember watching first about this topic was Crime Watch Daily with Chris Hansen.
1: Oh, I actually immediately yeah. remember
0: this show it's because all coming
1: back. Wow, do I love Chris
0: Hansen! I know. So that was kind of a talking point for the first 10 minutes of my story. Um, It could become that again right now. Yeah, we love a good Chris Hansen. So that is what I was watching when I first heard this story. And then since then, I've watched a few more episodes. But um, it's super fascinating. But that I found on YouTube. So check it out if you want. Um, So Tara Grant. She is a successful business executive in Detroit, 34 years old, has two kids, her career is taking off, uh, and she is married to this guy named Steven. So a lot of people considered tara like so the friends friends of theirs considered tara to be kind of the catch in the relationship like got it. you know how like and steven shot far out of his league and, and somehow and made somehow it made somehow it. scored that's me with Alson. <laughs> oh please stop trying to gain brownie
1: points here house are you listening i love you oh my god
0: oh geo i meant it's about you i think you're we, out of my league i think we could both argue that we did that with our significant <laughs> others after what we just talked about with our
1: ex- we really were families. we are They are so out of our league and just politeness and calm behavior. Trickery is what we did.
0: (laughs) A little bit of trickery, a little bit of witchcraft.
1: Yes. Um, Since we're part of the wanty cult.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And now you are too. Uh, (laughs) So sorry. What are we talking about? Oh, right. So Tara's the catch. And Steven is kind of like a dweeb. His friend, his own friends are like, we didn't know how he snagged Tara. Like, he's kind of a weirdo dweeb um he's not super attractive and she's like really successful and beautiful and very honest friends yeah they're kind of got it (laughs) they're interviewed in this and they're like yeah we didn't really get it and i was like are you supposed to be on his side okay (laughs) so they inter they did interview one of his childhood friends who described him as follows he was the guy that you thought (laughs) this is so awful i this is what i i just wonder sometimes what my childhood friends would say about me (laughs) He was the guy that you thought would grow up and rob a liquor store and leave his name tag on and you'd see him on that stupid stupidest criminals show.
1: Oh, so they really think he's just they don't dumb. Like him. They think or they do,
0: but they think he's stupid. Right. So I mean, his own friend literally was like, oh, yeah, we all thought he was going to end up as, like, the dumbest. We just thought
1: he was going to get caught red-handed doing the dumbest thing. And, like,
0: not even just a criminal, which alone is, like, pretty offensive, but, like, so stupid that he wore his own name tag. (laughs) So um, it's safe to say that a lot of people considered his marriage a move up, um, especially because she was also the breadwinner in the family. um, And her job allowed them to live in, like, a really nice neighborhood. They had new cars. They lived, like, a very nice life um, because her career was going so well so she was obviously excelling at her job but uh it required her to work in san juan puerto rico five days a week so she was literally commuting from detroit to puerto rico
1: no big fucking deal weekly
0: it was just horrifying she'd fly to san juan on monday and we complain about la traffic all the time but this is such an asshole next level (laughs) she'd fly to san juan on monday and then be in detroit make sure she was back in detroit friday so she could spend her weekend with her kids but like that's insanity.
1: I don't even know what kind of flight that is. I
0: know. That's a long plane. At that point, I'd be flight. like, get me my own plane. I'd refuse yeah. to be. Or get another job. Yeah. The sky miles, though. Think of the sky miles I you think. have. Uh, meanwhile, Stephen, uh, he had actually always dreamed of a job in politics, despite, I guess, what his <laughs> friends
1: thought of him. They think he's so stupid. <laughs> They're like,
0: yeah, buddy, you'll do great in the Senate. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> so he was actually uh, tasked with staying home with the kids, especially because she was gone all week. Um, and he would maintain the house. He actually called himself Mr. Mom. Don't get me started on that whole thing. But that's what he called himself. So I've got to put that out there. Um, essentially, he was a stay-at-home dad. And from the outside, it seemed like they were making it work. Um, he seemed happy. He liked raising the kids. But inside, the relationship was not healthy. And a lot of resentment was building. So insert dun-dun-dun. Yeah, uh-huh. Stephen was really frustrated with the way their family life was set up. He hated the fact that he had, like, flatlined in his career. He hadn't really made it anywhere. He gave up working. He kind of had that, like, uh, that, like, insecurity of not being the breadwinner of the family. You know, that, like, tradition, not being, like, the traditional male presence in the house who brought home, you know. And so he had a lot of insecurity about that, um, even though he, like, publicly seemed to embrace his Mr. Mom, quote, unquote. Uh, he also started to get suspicious about Tara being gone all week and started getting a little bit paranoid, uh, that she was doing some things with people outside of their marriage. Dun, dun, dun. So he, uh, actually went through her computer. Don't do that, guys. He went through her computer and he found some flirtatious emails between her and her boss. Uh Uh-oh. What the flirtations were, we are not clear. But from his
1: perspective, he found them to be flirtatious um which by the way could also mean anything it could mean anything. it could he could have been like hey get these reports in on time and, and be she like, sent a smiley face right 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 so right. you i don't know it could also be like hey leave your husband
0: it like, could also be like the range is wide take your shirt off right, like, right. Yes.
1: <laughs> I, I mean
0: right show me your third love bra <laughs> who knows but only for business purposes right 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 <laughs> um yeah so he like really takes this and runs with it and he's like oh no this is very bad so what should I do? I know. I'll flirt with our au pair. Okay. Who's a 19-year-old girl from Germany. Oh, my God. And they begin an affair. Okay. So Stephen and Tara, quote, make it work until one day, Valentine's Day, February
1: 14,
0: 2007. Seven. I read Stephen. I heard. It. I knew end. what happened i'm trying to shorten my you know like kevin on the office when he just stops using
1: me no talk yeah (laughs) yeah i know
0: (laughs) so 2007 uh (laughs) he heads into the police station and he says hey i haven't heard from my wife tara in five days and i'm starting to get worried he says she had gone back from puerto rico as scheduled five days earlier and she told him that she would be heading back down a day early this week so instead of Monday, She was going to head back Sunday and he got angry a because he's like, you're supposed to be here on weekends with the family and B because these flirtatious emails. He's like, you can't like you're just going to leave me for that boss. So they immediately start arguing. He tells her this has to stop. You're gone all the time. And that's when he says she stormed out of the house down the driveway, had called a car service to pick her up and got in her car. And that's the last time he saw her. Oh, wow. Okay. So a few hours later, he's like, I thought she was just pissed and left for Puerto Rico, whatever. And I but it's been five days and I haven't heard from her. A few hours later, Steven says he tried to call Tara and uh, they actually play the voicemail in the Chris Hansen video or episode. Um, And so the voicemail says, hi, it's a quarter after two. I just want to know what the fuck is going on. I think you owe me and your kids at the very least an explanation. Call me. Just call me and let me know what the hell is going on. Hmm. So over the next few days, Stephen calls her repeatedly, but hears nothing back. Just keeps getting her voicemail. Uh, he calls her family and her boss, but none of them seem like that concerned. Um, they say, you know, they know kind of that they've been having trouble and they say she's just trying to cool her jets and get some space. Don't worry. She probably doesn't want to talk to you. Like, stop calling her, leave her alone and give it some time. But after five, day- five days, he's he goes to the police and he's like, I'm very worried Um He is at the station, the case is handed over to the detective bureau because five days is a long time for someone to be missing, and an intense search for Tara begins. So Macomb County Sheriff's Detectives Pam McLean and Brian Kozlowski uh, almost immediately realize something is amiss. Uh, When they get to the house, Brian is extremely fidgety and nervous and on edge, Uh, who's being overly cooperative, which is something that I find very interesting, because I feel like you don't hear that very often. Yeah. In, like,
1: a... I guess also, like, it's, in my mind, it's also, like, returning to the scene of a crime. Sure. Yeah. Like, feeling really guilty, so, like, wanting to help as much as you can. But also in redirecting them so they don't Yeah, I feel like it's, like, that,
0: like, trying to present yourself in a certain light, like, look how helpful I am. I have nothing to hide, it,
1: It also seems like a control thing of, like, making sure they don't figure out because, like, right. you can...
0: You can, you can t- give them as, so much
1: information yeah. that maybe or misleads lied. them. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: that's true. Um, so they say he was being overly cooperative with their questioning. The more questions they asked, the more nervous he became, which obviously doesn't indicate guilt on its own. Like, right. obviously, I mean, if my husband were missing, I'd probably be fucking wrecked, too. And yeah. m- maybe...
1: If if I didn't do anything wrong and a cop just approached me and asked me a million questions, Completely. I'd get more and more nervous. Right.
0: So, like, on that front, but they oh. just had, like, a gut feeling that something was wrong. And they they noticed, they, so they got some red flags, um, and so they decided to set up surveillance on him. Just a casual little follow around, you know.
1: Sure. A little look-see. A
0: little look-see. A little lookeroo. Um Meanwhile, st- Stephen is making the rounds on local news. Um, there's one clip they play in the episode where he does this, like weird okay it's so disturbing i like watched it a million times so he is on camera and he starts like doing this cry face but he's like not actually crying he just kind of makes this weird like cry grimace ew it's really bizarre um and it's very off-putting because like it looks so fake and like like he's trying to cry like as if you were like fake crying um and he's talking, but it's like this weird wail. Like, it's so uncomfortable. Like, he's doing his best. Like, I'm so sad. And his face <laughs> is, like, in this grimace. It's really weird. Gross. So, like, it's just very off-putting, and you're like, what is going on with this guy? Like, it's just something's not right. Um, investigators look into Tara's accounts, and there has been no activity on any of her accounts since the night of her disappearance. Her credit cards, her cell phone, her passport hadn't been used. Mm. Um, so this is very sketchy. They're not sure what to do next. Um, they're kind of trying to figure out what their what their next move is when a gruesome discovery is made hurt her body a woman walking through stony creek park sees a baggie like a plastic baggie tucked into a tree it's filled with gloves metal shavings and a ton of blood and so she like obviously co- oh god can you imagine i mean i wouldn't even know what to do
1: no i'd be horrified i mean obviously i would come to the conclusion i should call the police but i think i'd go into but immediate first shock. few minutes yeah. like how would you even know how to I I would I would just stand there and then I'd be like, do, should I even be standing here? What if someone's like totally c- like watching I think me? I'd be scared. Like, be like, do I run? And if yeah. I had my dog, it would probably be like, can we keep moving? And yeah. I'd be like,
0: I don't know, I don't know what we should do. <laughs> no, totally. So so this woman calls the police. Obviously, um, the blood they have the blood tested. It's Tara's blood, so not looking good. Right. Police arrange to have the park searched. Obviously, um, in the meantime, Stephen has become much less cooperative with police so he kind of pulls a 180 he refuses to answer questions um he does agree to take a polygraph test but only if it is administered by someone other than the police which like what okay. are you talking about are, i who guess who does he want they're then? like private companies that do that i don't know the test comes back inconclusive so it doesn't even matter matter and i mean lie detector tests are kind of bs anyway so besides the point Um, So three weeks after Tara's disappearance, police get a search warrant for the Grant house. So finally, they're able to, like, do a full-scale search of this house. Um, They're searching the house, and Stephen asks, Hey, do you mind if I take the dog out for a walk? Like, it's making him nervous. I'm going to take him outside. And they're like, Okay, sure. So he leaves. After Stephen leaves, detectives are searching the garage when they notice a bin next to the kids' toys that looks a little out of place. So, it's, like, one of those giant, like, Rubbermaid tubs that where you put, like, uh, Christmas decorations or, like, you store in the garage, like, those big stackable ones. Yeah. Um, like Tupperware bins. Yeah, yeah. Like, the big, giant ones. So, they uh, find one of these, and it, like, looks kind of out of place. So, he opens it, and he sees a ton of plastic bags, like, trash bags. So, they op- they cut open the trash bags, and they find Tara's torso.
1: Mm, I know you love a good torso. Yeah,
0: yeah, yay. Um... Yeah, so they find her torso and uh, other mismatched body parts in this giant Rubbermaid container just sitting next to the kids' toys. Uh, At this point, they're like, well, we know why he took the dog for a walk and hasn't come back. Right, right, right. (laughs) Um, So their manhunt begins immediately. Uh, The FBI swarms the state. So the the, the FBI comes to Michigan, swarms the state looking for Steven. Meanwhile, he has borrowed a car from a friend and he begins to meander all over the state of Michigan. Then he remembers that he and Tara used to camp at Wilderness State Park, so that's where he goes. Um, on the way, he picks up alcohol, pills, razor blades, and a toy gun. Great. Super.
1: Wonderful recipe for a disaster. All the va-
0: lake house vacation right. needs. Right. All, all the
1: essentials. <laughs> all the
0: essentials. For a good summer <laughs> stay away. Oh, go in the lake with all the fish.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: his thought process was, they think his thought process was, if he takes a fake gun i mean that the reason a lot of people have fake guns is so when you pull fake gun yes uh, suicide by cop basically got it um so after driving for several hours he writes his children goodbye letters then he walks out into the wilderness uh just bye yeah uh but soon his car is located and they're like okay we found it that was easy that was easy um where's like that 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 was
1: easy button oh my god i have one of those i have one
0: of those at home too i texted that to my brother earlier that was easy my sister used to hide in our house it's so insane like you should ask my brother to describe this my sister used to hide in the house when she was like four with that stupid button and like you know my mom's house there's all just weird places to hide she would just like sit behind the couch or like in closets and just hit that That was easy easy. and make this like big face with her mouth open it was so disturbing like demonic i have videos (laughs) of us just wandering through the house like following like that was easy that was easy and finding her behind the couch just like hitting (laughs) the butt i don't know she's a big weirdo um that was easy yeah so they find the car then they're like okay so he must be somewhere in these woods they find him in the woods Um, he is found lying under a tree with severe hypothermia. He's only semi-conscious and he's talking to the trees when they find him. Okay. Got it. Okay. Good start. So. So. A lot to unpack. Normal lake house vacation. Right. He's airlifted to a local hospital to be treated. Uh, McLean and Kozlowski arrive at the hospital and place him under arrest immediately. But he tells them, listen, I want to talk now. I don't want to wait any longer. I'm going to tell you everything. And they're like, wait, okay. That was easy. That was easy. (laughs) my sister's under the hospital bed like <laughs> so see? um yeah so they they're like great let me get my pen i guess and like right. fucking record this actually they did record the audio so they got an audio recorder um and you can listen to that it's very disturbing very disturbing it's basically okay. him just describing what happened he says here's what really happened february 9th tara gets home begins to unpack from her work trip um and he's naked getting ready for bed sure Sure, lake house vacation mm-hmm. um a fight about tara's work busy work and travel schedule ensues the fight escalates tara slaps him across the face mm-hmm. and he hits her back Uh oh she falls to the ground and says i'm taking the kids in the house and you're going to jail so he grabs her he was like i'll go to jail
1: faster just yeah watch. he's
0: like watch this yeah i'll right. go to jail in a much more dramatic fashion <laughs> so uh he grabs her by the neck ostensibly to make her stop talking but instead he chokes her and before he knows it she is dead oh no that is what he says happened he said he panicked um obviously he realized he can't carry her out of the house like just the way she is so he (sighs) wraps his belt around her neck and drags her down the stairs keep in mind his children are sleeping in the room next door god yeah, so, I mean, how horrifying to know that this happened to, with your mom and dad. Like, I mean, we so just... like grow
1: up and know that, like, that happened while you were asleep? Yeah. next sp- Like, the guilt right. that you would feel, just like, even... even if you couldn't stop him, like, you I mean, would, would always think, like, I could have done something.
0: Ugh, this is just terrible. So he drags her out of the house by his belt around her neck. Um, he dragged her down the stairs, and they clarify for whatever reason, maybe because this is Chris Hansen and he felt the need, that he is still naked at this point. Well. What a sight. Uh, he drags her body into the garage and into the back of her own SUV. Then he goes back into the house, and guess who shows up? The au pair.
1: Oh, no. Um,
0: He gives her this sob story that he and Tara had just fought, and she would left and walked out on him. <gasps> and I don't know if he's still naked at this point. Like, when I picture the story, I'm like, did he put on boxers? I like to imagine he is naked. I, me too. Um, So he's like, she left me, she left me. Like, he wants her to feel sorry for him, right? Then in an attempt to cover his tracks, he starts calling Tara's cell phone and leaving this voicemail we just talked about of like, where are you? You need to come home. You know, the next day, Steven drives Tara's body to his dad's machine shop where he dismembers her in an effort to make it easier to hide her body. Mm-hmm. He tells detectives that he threw up several times during this process because it was so gruesome.
1: Jeez. So- At least there's one percent of realism going through him. And oh, like yeah. How horrible this is. Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's just gruesome as hell. Um, but he said he threw up several times during the process, as if that's, like, supposed to make us feel right better about it. You could him. have also not fucking done oh, yeah, it. yeah, sorry. You also choked your wife to death. Um, and then he said he told himself, quote, look, if you don't do this, you're going to prison for the rest of your life. And that's how he finished dismembering her body. He wrapped everything up in plastic, put it in a big Rubbermaid container. And he's explaining, like, you. I mean, you can hear this audio of him describing this. It's so fucked up. Um, and he's explaining it all in like a very matter of fact tone, like, like, and then I wrapped my belt around her neck cause she was too heavy and I dragged her. Like, it's very unsettling because it's just so matter of fact that when he's telling this story, um, early the next morning, he grabs his kid's sled, like snow sled and heads out into Stony Creek park on top of a hill. Stephen places the Rubbermaid bin with her body parts in it on top of the sled and pushes it down the hill and just fucking like has he watched too many cartoons like what the fuck like a
1: viking funeral just sent it off and hoped it would just go right into oblivion totally just was like this will solve my problems i guess it's it's just gonna put it at the bottom of Of the the hill hill. you have to go walk down there and get it and then you have to walk back up and it's your sled
0: like with your fingerprint whatever so he pushes it down i mean long story short uh it's like super gruesome cartoonish um this he loses his grip and the sled takes off down the hill so okay (laughs) i was wrong i remember this now that is what happened his intention was to put the bin on the sled so he could take it down the hill easier oh i see but he lets go and it goes down just like road runners away completely like a fucking gruesome cartoon so all i remembered is that the thing did go flying but i forgot
1: that it that was not the intention it's one of those things where you want to laugh hysterically but then you remember like a human body totally it's like comical but like in the sickest it's like the darkest humor yeah yeah
0: yeah so he like is such a fucking dumbass so he tries to drag it he thinks, oh, it'll be easier, and then like he loses his and grip. And a Tupperware of body parts uh-huh. are just flying down just the hill, sledding. Yeah, down the hill. Jeez. So he chases after it, but this is just the most. He's still naked. No, he's not. So naked.
1: <laughs> that would have been the darkest of dark humor.
0: So he chases after it. He finally gets down there, and of course, the sled has tipped over.
1: The body contents <gasps> are everywhere. Oh no! In like fresh white snow, all over the snow. It's fucking horrible. Like there's like people walking by will know that blood was all over that snow. Actually, you know what? I
0: don't know if it was snowing even.
1: Oh. Come to think of it.
0: He just fucking it put was, it on it a was, sled on grass. It was winter. I mean, he was just trying to drag it down That's the true. hill. I don't know.
1: It must have been snowing for that sled to have just seamlessly thrown Well, what thrown could it have up.
0: happened is if he was dragging down the hill and the thing just tipped off and like went tumbling, maybe. Oh. I don't know. I just oh. don't want to say there was snow if there wasn't. I'm then not sure. Imagine
1: there was like body parts on like all levels of the hill, like just tumbling out freaking oh my wild. god no yeah so i don't
0: know if there was snow i mean it was winter time but i'm not
1: sure the one thing we know for sure was not on this hill was joy and happiness correct <laughs> it
0: was like any f- semblance of humanity
1: right really. right yeah right.
0: um so in any case whether there was snow or grass uh, body parts have tipped all over the place uh he gathers it all up um and he buries her throughout the park but that is not the end of it because, as you know, Tara's remains were found in his garage. hmm So how did that happen? Just scoop them back in. Well, uh, when Stephen heard that investigators were conducting a search of the park, uh, he... Because that woman had found the baggie... Right. ...while she was walking her dog, uh, he panics and he's like, oh my god, they're gonna find her body out there. So he removes everything from the park, goes back to his dad's machine shop, and hides first... Tara's body he first hides in his dad's office. Like, literally... In his poor father's... Oh, my God. ...office. Um, and he the dad, of course, has no idea. But then he a, a day later, he gets nervous. because He's like, oh, my God, it's going to start to smell. Duh. Okay, it's in your dad's office. What are you doing? So he's like, it's going to start to smell. Um, so I'm going to move them again, this time to my garage. So, unfortunately for him, that neck Like, literally, he moved the body parts that night. And the next morning, police showed up and said, hey, we're going to search your house. We have a warrant. And he's like, I'm going to walk the dog. Right into the woods goodbye um nine months after steve i don't know what happened to the dog Uh oh well i'm sure he's okay okay i'm sure he's fine okay he probably walked home and was like fuck this (laughs) so i'm over (laughs) it (laughs) this guy's an idiot um nine months after oh sorry no nine months after steven is arrested the case goes to trial after three weeks of testimony Stephen grant is found guilty of second degree murder and mutilation of a corpse Ugh, which is just so terrible. Like, it's his wife. Yeah. Um. He's sentenced to 50 to 80 years behind bars. So his mugshot actually went viral. Um. He has these, like, crazy eyes. Uh-huh. Like, let me show you. Because I d- wasn't able to show this at the live show. I mean, there's a lot of photos of him looking, like, so insane. But, like, he has these oh. just, like, crazy eyes. He
1: for sure has crazy eyes. And,
0: like, here's him being interviewed before... He just, I mean, you can just look at him and know something's off. And that's it. And so the video of him crying, you can imagine, is just, like, horrific. Um, So, yeah, so that, this this mugshot becomes famous, um, and a video actually went viral of a news reporter. Okay, this is so fucked up. It's really, okay, so a video went viral of a news reporter who's telling the story on air, and she hadn't seen the photo yet, and then they put the photo of him on the screen, and she just...
1: Bust laughing. laughing. And it's, yeah. she's
0: literally talking about how he mutilated his wife. So it's, like, so inappropriate. Someone got fired that day. Completely. And, like, probably a trouble finding another show. She child. probably shows
1: that picture to everyone, though, and is like, can you blame me? They did not I friend know.
0: And it is, like, very startling if you don't know. It, it's just disturbing. But you can watch it online. And it's... I don't like to watch it because I just feel really awful about it. It's like, yeah. A, it's not funny. B, this poor woman, like,
1: just... It was totally nervous reacted. laughter. Like, I'm right. sure it was nervous laughter. She but just still. reacted.
0: And it's, like not good and then she like profusely apologized it's so bad so um you can watch that online if you'd like you can also <laughs> you can also read steven's confession um he that was made public it's a long confession of everything he did every detail of how he killed his wife and wow mutilated her uh Stephen and tara's kids ian and Lindsay, who at the time were four and six mm. and in the house um are now teenagers They were raised by their aunt, Tara's sister, so that's good at least. They stayed with family. Right. Um, The kids and their aunt are heavily involved in work to raise awareness of domestic violence, which is really cool. Uh, Every year they host something called Tara's Walk, which is an annual event to raise money and awareness for victims of domestic violence. And any money raised benefits the Tara Liberation Fund, which provides emergency cash assistance for survivors of domestic violence. So they're doing super amazing, awesome work despite the tragedy they went through. And if you'd like more information on that or to make a donation, visit turningpointmacomb.org. And that's the story of the murder of Teregrine. Wow. Woof. Woof, woof. Woof, woof, woof. Mm. Anyway, it's really fucked up. But, like, it's so... It's so fascinating because he's just such a... Piece of shit? Idiot piece of shit. I mean, his friends literally said he was the guy we thought would grow up into a dumb criminal. And he literally became Became a a dumb dumb criminal. Like, worse than robbing a liquor store with a name tag, obviously. But if
1: that means your friends are really good at protecting your future, I need to know what my friends think of me now, so I'm just prepared for my own I destiny. I think maybe we don't need to know. <laughs> maybe not. Deirdre, don't, don't tell me. Keep my ears plugged. I don't want to know. Although, I'm pretty sure at some point someone told me I would be, like, a ghost hunter or something involving ghosts. So I'm sure someone was out. like, you'll drink way too much wine.
0: <laughs> check! Yep. Check! Um, yeah, so that's the story. It's really fucked up, but I just really like that. Um... The kids were able to, like, do something so yeah. impactful with it, you know? Mm. So. And they seem really cool and well-adjusted. I think the daughter just started college. Nice. I mean, this was probably, like, a year ago, but still. Yeah. Wow. Crazy stuff. Man, that, that mugshot of him knows those. I feel so bad for that woman. It's terrible. She had everything in front of her. Two little babies. Oh, That's very sad. Um...
1: Wow, well, we got that. Re- we have
0: about to record another one of these. I hope you've got your game face on, Christine. <laughs> I got my bladder Do you full. Do snacks? Should we go get some we snacks? We should get some snacks, huh? All right, we're gonna go get snacks. Oh, guys,
1: what um, a time to be alive here. And we're here. gonna go record next Sunday's episode. we gonna
0: turn the AC back on.
1: Oh, Lex, it's <laughs> so damn hot. Take a little break. Oh When does it get cold in LA again?
0: Uh, November? February? <laughs> oh, great. I remember last year I got a sunburn in November, so I don't believe... I don't trust November. God damn it. I know. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> Check us out on that's what you Um, We are doing some stuff. Check out our YouTube. And uh, we are also, we would love, we're approaching 10,000 reviews on iTunes, which is Whoa. very exciting. That'd be super cool if we could hit so that. So if we could hit that, that'd be dope, guys. Um, but that's it. All right. All right. We will talk to you in five minutes, aka next week. And <laughs> that's why we drink. Bye.